on me. I guess it's left over from Wednesday night. But uh, they're asking on the news, mass shooting. Anybody hear about that mass shooting? Anybody hear about that? And they're, I guess in these mass shootings now this year, what's there about, averages out about one person a day. So there have been about 200 and some people killed in these mass shootings. I'll tell you one reason. Now we're going to talk about for the next several Sundays why bad things happen. You ever wonder why bad things happen? We're going to talk about it. I'll tell you one reason why bad things happen is because this right here. Has been kicked out of the public school system. You hear what I just said? I mean, you know, folks need to be bringing their Bibles to church, but we need this back in. We need to be teaching our our uh, first and second graders how to read out of the Bible like we used to. Is that right? Anybody say Amen. You kick God out, he's a gentleman, he'll leave, and when he leaves, light leaves, and all you got is darkness. And I know, because I used to teach in the public school system, there's some good people in there, all right, but most of it is darkness. Did you hear me? And, uh, and, and uh, you wonder why these things happen. It's because we've kicked, one of the reasons, we've kicked God out of the public school system, and, and, and so much of the country has kicked God out, and... I don't, I don't want God kicked out. I want God in the middle of everything we do. How about, and right, he ought to be right in the middle of the public school system. I'll be right in the middle of it. All right. Um, they're asking on the news, why did all those people get shot again? Why, 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 why? So we're going to look at the answer, try to answer this question over the next several weeks. Um, let's go in our Bibles to Luke 13. Turn to Luke 13. And uh, it's going to take me about three Sundays to get through all this. So if you just hear me today and you don't listen to what I say next week and the following, you won't get it all. How many of you know you can't just hear one part of what anybody says and uh, get it all? You know as well as I do, you know, a lot of the politicians, those news organizations, they'll just take one section of what the guy said and put it on the news. And, and he really didn't say what they're making him is that right? You, how many? Is that right? You can, I mean, you can take a, you can take a, a, a you can take the Bible where where uh, Judas went out and hung himself. The Bible says he went out and hung himself. Is that right? And then Jesus said in another place on another situation, he said, "Go and do likewise." So if you put those two together out of context, you can make Jesus say that we ought to go out and hang ourselves. Is that right? But did he say that? No, so you've got to keep everything in context. So you need to hear everything what I have to say on this. Now, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. But you can read along in whatever version you have. Uh, about this time, now, Jesus was talking to the multitudes. And he was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee. Some versions say mingled their blood or whatnot. But he had mur- Pilate had these people murdered. Some people from Galilee. Now, does anybody know from your Bible what these people were doing when they were murdered? What were they doing? Verse 1. They were offering sacrifices in the temple. Now, think about that. Way back yonder in Bible days, people were offering sacrifices in the temple. We could say they were at the synagogue. They were at church. 
and they got murdered in church. Have we seen in the United States any people get murdered in church? Well, it happened way back yonder. Somebody said, well, I wonder what Jesus would have to say about that. Well, he's going to say something here in a minute. These people are at church or synagogue or they're offering sacrifices at the temple. And Pilate came in and had these people murdered. Just think about that. Serving God and you get murdered. Why does that happen? Notice verse 2. Jesus says, do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus Asked this of the multitude. And uh, he said, is that why they suffered? And the New Living Translation says, is that why they suffered? Is that why they were murdered? Because they were worse sinners. And then verse 3, he says, not at all. Real loud say, not at all. These people that were in the, 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 in the temple offering sacrifices and they're murdered. A lot of times people say, well, they just must have had something in their life that wasn't right. Or they must have had some sort of sin or some this or that or the other going on. And, or they must have just been horrible sinners or hypocrites or whatever. And Jesus says here, not at all. It didn't have anything in this case to do with that. But notice in, in verse 3, he goes on to say, and you will perish too Unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. Now he's talking to the big crowd here. And then verse 4. And then he says, and what about the 18 people? Jesus is bringing this up now. He says, what about the 18 people who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? Were they worse, the worst sinners in Jerusalem? And then verse 5, what does he say? He says, no. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. You see, Jesus tells us that these people weren't the worst sinners. See, a lot of times when a tragedy happens, people will say, well, there was something in those people's lives. Or or there was, uh, here's something else that will come up. Well, it was just the judgment of God. I'm going to talk to you. I won't get to it today. But as we go, I'm going to talk about the judgment of God and and uh, uh, how he operates in judgment. Do you ever, ever notice... Uh, it's like when Katrina, how many remembers Katrina came in, that, that hurricane? And, uh, and, and people say, well, that was the judgment of God. But here's the question. How come that one of the most sinful districts didn't get wiped out, but some, some, of the, some churches and things did get wiped out? Are you telling me that God did that? Absolutely not. God, when God judges, he's pinpoint on accuracy and he and he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't judge the righteous with the wicked. Did you hear what I just said? Did you get that? And we're going to talk about why why a tornado will come through and it'll blow one one house completely down and leave the other one stand. We're, we're going to get to that as we go. But uh, I just tell you right now, God gets blamed for a lot of things he's not guilty of. And I'll tell you something else. A lot of things get pinned on the devil that he's not. He's behind a whole lot of it. The devil is behind a whole lot of bad stuff. But, you know, you know, I'll tell you this. The devil can't make you do anything. So we'll get we'll get to that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's all coming here in the notes, but just just kind of wetting your appetite. So Jesus tells us that that these tragedies happened and these people that it happened to weren't the worst sinners. And then he says something to the crowd he tells the crowd to repent. Now, I want to just say this real quick. 
It seems to me as I read these passages that there's a bit of a connotation in the in, in the people that brought the bad news to Jesus and they wanted to see how he was going to react. And I think what these bearers of this bad news, they wanted to, to I, I, this is just my opinion now, I could be wrong, but I think they were wanting to see what Jesus would say concerning why a loving God would allow these bad things to happen. They wanted to see what Jesus was going was gonna to say to it. And, uh, but it's interesting that Jesus used these catastrophes to call all sinners to repentance. Perhaps Jesus realized that they would be more open to thinking of their own mortality and he sees the opportunity to call them to repent. You know, uh, as I've done funerals over the years and, and when a loved one has died, a lot of times the people that are there at the funeral are more open at that point to be thinking about their own mortality. You know what I mean when I say that? That one day they're going to be laying in that in that casket. Is that right? And so, uh, you know, it's a good time to call people to repentance at a funeral because a lot of times folks are thinking about their own mortality and perhaps that's what Jesus was doing here. But be that as it may, he didn't tell us why these catastrophes happened, did he? And that's what I want to center in on. He, he told us these weren't the worst sinners, but he didn't tell us why the tragedies happened. Did he? Did he tell us why? Do you see in there what we just read? Did he tell us why? He, he didn't tell us why. And we want to know why. Why, 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 why? Now notice John, the ninth chapter in the first verse. Notice this. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. His disciples asked him, this is John 9, verse 2 now. His disciples asked him and said, Rabbi, who sinned? Because the man's blind. They want to know, they want to know, they're asking Jesus, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. And Jesus answered, he said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Now, I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. Normally we'd have this on the projector, but, but we don't today because it's not working. But just listen. Listen to what the Message Bible says in verse 3. He said to his disciples, you're asking the wrong question. Because they want to know, why is this man born blind? He said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. And there's, there is no such cause effect here in this case. He said, look instead for what God can do. Now, this man was born blind. The disciples wanted to know what was the cause of it. Whose sin was it a result of? And Jesus said that, that in this case, how many of you know all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Is that right? But, but, what, what Jesus is saying here that this man was born blind not because of anything he did, not because of anything his parents did. But Jesus, rather than getting caught up in the whys and the wherefores, 
he got his disciples to look at what God can do in the midst of a bad situation. And I think a lot of times, and I'm going to be saying this over and over again as we go through the next several weeks, a lot of times we get bogged down and caught up on the whys. Why did it? Why? 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 And to be to be honest with you, at the end of the, this series of the next couple of weeks, I'm still not going to have the answers for you as to why all bad things happen. But I will tell you this, in the midst of anything bad, in the midst of anything bad, we can always look to God to turn something bad into something good. Can you say amen? And it'll just be helpful to you rather than getting so caught up. You know, there's people spend their whole life on the why. Why, 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 why? They spend, I'm talking 50, 60, 70 years on why, 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 why. And they never do get the answers. And they're frustrated and, and discouraged because there's some things we're just not going to get the answer to down here. We'll have to get to heaven to get the answers on it. You, did you hear what I just said? And so Jesus said that in this case with the man born blind, there is no, there is no such cause effect here of, of you know, because we always want to know why, 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 why. And in this case, it didn't have anything to do with anyone's particular sin but Jesus said, let's see what God, let's see what the Heavenly Father can do. And how many of you know Jesus healed the guy and he got his eyesight back? Is that right? Amen. Now, uh, if you'll go to John 5, verse 14. I guess we were just in John uh, 9 there. Go to 5, verse 14. Jesus uh, come up on a, came up on a man here that had been crippled for 38 years. And I, you can read the story, you know, the guys there by the pool and was waiting for the angel to come down, trouble the water, because the angel would come down at a certain time, trouble the water, and the first one in the end of the water would be healed, and the, somebody would always step in before the crippled man could get in, and so on and so forth, and and much we could say about it. And Jesus heals the man and, and, and all of that, and after he heals him, I think about it, this man crippled 38 years, he's healed. Look at verse 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you've been made well. Now, notice in this case, he said, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Now, with the man born blind, was there a sin, a specific sin that caused his blindness? No. With this guy, though, apparently, is there a sin that caused this guy's Affliction? I think so, because he said, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. I would conclude, and you know, I can, you people going to argue on, on stuff. People will argue on things about anything. Is that right? Any certain people, there's going to argue. But I, it looks to me like when Jesus said, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you, I would conclude that there was something in this man's life that had caused this this affliction to be there. Jesus healed him. Isn't Jesus wonderful? He heals the guy. But then he says, sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. So in this case, apparently, there was some sin that was causing this man's problem. Now, here's the thing I want to ask you. And I'll throw this in for good measure. Does Jesus tell us what the sin is? That's between him. That's between the Lord and the, and the cripple man. 
You know, we always want to know what the other guy did wrong. What sin did they commit? What sin did they do? What's, you know, a lot of, it, it's none of our business. Say it's none of my business. It's none of my business. Sin that's in your life is none of my business. It's between you and the Lord. Is that right? Is that, is that right? And uh, it's interesting that again and again as we look at these, these different accounts here, Jesus doesn't tell us why. He didn't tell us why those people at the temple were murdered. He didn't tell us why the tower fell. He doesn't tell us what this man's sin is. And we want to know why. But look at Deuteronomy 29, 29. And this, this you need to mark it down. And this, this verse here will help you so much. Why did the miscarriage happen? Why did the baby die? Why did so-and-so get sick? Why did the car accident happen? Why, 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 why? Deuteronomy 29.29 says the what? The secret things belong to the Lord. Belongs to the Lord our God. The secret things belong to Jesus. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children that we may do all the words of the law. So there's secret things and then there's things that, that the Lord does reveal. And uh, the thing we need to realize is there are some secret things and those things are secret. And if the Lord doesn't choose to reveal them to us, then then they're secret. And we don't need to try to figure them out or find out the answer because we're just not going to be able to. Did you hear me? The secret things belong to who? The Lord. But the things which are revealed belong to us and our children forever. So if the Lord wants to reveal something to us, then thank God for it. But if he doesn't, then it's secret. And just let it be so. Boy, that help us so much. That help us so much. Now, when bad things happen, and, and, and I'll give you more on this next week, but I just want to get this in here before we go too much further. When bad things happen, there's a few verses that you need to really hold close that will help you. Look at John 10, verse 10. John 10, 10. Um, before I read that, I feel impressed to say this. God is not going to reveal your situation... To anybody but to you. Did you hear what I just said? Be watchful about sister busybody coming up to you. Our brother bucket, bucket mouth. Gossip mouth. You know. We don't have 
any of those around here anymore as far as I know. We've had them in the past, but it's a good atmosphere when Brother Bucket Mouth and Gossip Mouth and Busybody, there's, you know, there's no place for that. I said there's no place for it. I've seen so many of these people, you know, they, their, their own life is so goofed up, but they, they're so messed up, they don't know whether they're coming or going, but they've got it all figured out for everybody else. Did you hear me? And, of course, you know, those kind of people, they'll, they'll come up to you and say, well, you know, the Lord's revealed to me why you lost your baby in the womb. But the Lord's told me that he's going to give you twins the next time around. And the lady never gets pregnant again. You know, God's not going to reveal those sorts of things to people like that. Did you hear what I just said? God doesn't fellowship with people like that. Did you know God doesn't fellowship with gossips? Now, gossip can be born again. They have, they have the relationship with God through the new birth, but not, not fellowship. There was a certain pastor, and uh, I, 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 you be careful about talking about men of God. That's not what I'm doing here, but I'm just illustration. There's a certain pastor that years ago that, that, that I was aware of that, that any time something bad happened to somebody in his church, he had it all figured out. Oh, they left the door open to the devil. How many of you know you could leave the door open to the devil? But this guy, just every time somebody, you know, have something go wrong in their life, it was, well, you know, they left the door open to the devil here. They left the door open to the devil there. You know, and uh, it was just really, it was just, and I know of a, a, a certain couple that had to leave the man's church because the man was a busybody. He was in, did you know a pastor could be a busybody? He was into everybody's business. He was just, he was just, it was just, it was horrible. And a couple had to leave his church. They had no other choice because he just was just in it in their business and he was in just everybody's business in the process of time that couple got pregnant you know the woman did and she had a miscarriage and that pastor contacted the husband and said you know why she had a miscarriage because you left my church Those kind of pastors need to be avoided, don't they? Well, he said the Lord revealed it to him. I don't believe the Lord revealed it to him. You need to realize that there's a lot of that stuff goes on out there. That's why I don't run the church that way. I don't busybody in your life. I'm here if you need me. I'll do whatever I can for you. But, you know, if God's going to reveal something, he's going to reveal it to, about you. He's going to reveal it to you. You okay? You all right? Are you okay? And uh, it's interesting. All the years came and went. You know you got to wait and get to the end of something to, to, to evaluate it. All the years come and go. And this certain pastor, some, his, 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 his health went, got bad. God, God bless him. His health went, his health Went, got bad. And uh, 
It's interesting when his health got bad, all those rules that applied to everybody else. Do I need to finish that? Or Now all of a sudden all those rules that applied to everybody else didn't apply to him. We've got to be an equal opportunity accuser, if nothing else, right? I mean, you know, if, you know, he didn't want to hear, well, where'd you leave the door open to the word, you know, huh? Always trying to figure out why somebody else is. I, I saw one pastor one time, he was, he was way overweight, and he got on a guy in the service. You know how I got on you about bringing your Bibles <laughs> This guy got on another guy in the service, right publicly in the service, because he was overweight. Told him he needed to lose weight. Our health health issues were out, out you know, gonna gonna hit him. I was overweight. I weighed what do I weigh one seventy. Add sixty onto that. What do you got? Two thirty. And and the Lord revealed something to me. He told he'd been telling me for years, just speak to my heart in prayer time that I'd I'd have severe serious health problems in my mid fifties. I'm fifty two now. If I didn't get the weight off, he dealt with me for years and years and years on that. And then and then finally, the last time he talked to me, right before I turned fifty, he spoke to me in prayer. Just almost tears in his eyes. So I talked to you about it for years and years. He said, now if you don't listen, he said, I'm not going to say any more to you about it. Is the Lord good? He didn't call me out in a crowd and embarrass me. God's not in the embarrassing business. He loves people. But he warned me and warned me and warned me. And he said, I'm not going to say any more to you about it. I listened to him. I lost 60 pounds. I feel so much better. My wife's so much happier. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Point here is, is that if I would have died in my mid-50s, like I was probably going to, if I hadn't judged myself, people would have been wondering, what do you think they'd have been wondering? W-H-Y. What's that spell? Why? There'd have been a reason for it. God's been dealing with me for 15, 20 years to lose the weight, and I never did it. Kept eating a big man. You know, sometimes sometimes uh, I'd leave the house, and, and I'd go down to the Fenton and get the mail, and come back to the church, and I'd stop at the quick trip on, on the way down and get me a glazed donut and, uh, and, and, and a hostess apple pie. And then sometimes I'd stop at the... I'd stop at another place on the way back and pick me up something else, you know, a couple Snicker bars or whatever. And then, and then, and then we die of a heart attack in the mid fifties, and we wonder why God let that happen. Well, God didn't cause it, did He? And did the, can we lay that? Can we? Can, can, now, when I'm eating this Snicker bar, can we? Can we? How many remembers Flip Wilson and Geraldine? Honey, the devil made me do it. Is the devil? Can he make? How many remembers Flip Wilson and Geraldine? How many know the devil can't make you do anything? He didn't peel the Snicker bar back and stick it in my mouth, did he? 
But you see, a lot of times I've already seen people that, uh, well, just myself, if, I, if I'd have died in my mid-50s, you're wondering why. Why, why, why? Well, it's because I didn't listen. I would have been, it would have been because I didn't listen to God for the last 15, 20 years. Is that right? Well, maybe that'll help you just as much as anything else. Let's look at some of these scriptures here. John 10:10. 10, 10. Who's the thief? That's Satan, the devil. Jesus said, the thief does not come except to what? Steal, kill, and to destroy. I've come that they might have life, have it more abundantly. Listen, folks, if we would just apply John 10.10 as a litmus test, when something something happens that we can't can't understand why, this would help us so much. If it steals, if it kills, if it destroys, then who's behind it? The devil's behind it. If it has life, if it's given life, then who's behind it? God's behind it. Jesus. Look at Acts 10.38. Look at Acts 10.38. How God, now here you hear, this is just, this is just, this Acts 10.38 just so good. They're, They're all good. All these scriptures. But Look, God, that's talking about the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth, that's the Son, right? With the Holy Spirit. There you got the Trinity, right there. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. God anoints Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with what? Power. Who went about doing what? Doing good and what? Healing all who were what? Oppressed by the who? The devil, for God was with him. Here you see the Trinity. And they're going about doing what? Good and healing all who were what? So who's the oppressor? So that shooting that just took place in Oregon. Was God behind that? No. We can conclude that. God, that's not how God operates. The devil was behind that. Somehow or another. And then that, that man that went in there with the gun. I mean, you can get into, in, into him. I mean, there's, you know, he, he, was, he was at least, we can certainly say he was goofed up, wasn't he? Just don't lay that off on God. I said, well, God allowed it. Well, just stick with me. Next week we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Look at 1 Peter 5 8. Is this helping you at all today? Or It's interesting, if nothing else. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking, seeking whom. He may devour. So if somebody's being devoured, who's behind it? The devil's behind it. Satan's behind it. But notice here, and now here is, here is a place where some folks will start getting angry when you start talking about these things now. But listen carefully. Seeking whom he may devour. I like what one, there's one 
Bible version out there that as you study into it, it brings out seeking those who will give the devil permission to devour them. The devil can't devour anybody he wants. But you can, if you don't know who you are in Jesus Christ, if you do not know your authority and understand your authority, the devil can uh, wipe his feet off on you just like somebody wiped their feet off on on a doormat. Did you hear what I just said? Did you know that most Christians that I've dealt with over the years have no idea about their authority in Jesus Christ and and, and the authority that they have. Most of them don't. And the ones who do understand, have heard messages on the believer's authority, still don't take the time to learn how to stand in their authority. Did you get what I just said? Now, Now, I said just a moment ago, here's where people start getting angry. Okay, Let me tell you what I mean by this. Have you ever heard of a crazy person going into a church and shooting up the people in the church or shooting the pastor? But yet John Hagee, who I have respect for, I don't agree with him on everything, but but pretty good sound man of God. He had a man come in his church years ago with a gun and shot at him point blank, I don't know, five or six times and all the bullets missed. Now, how do you explain that? Could it be that one understood their authority in the name of Jesus and the other one didn't? Hmm? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember John Hagee played the tape not long ago. He had a lady was taping the service because back there then years ago when this happened, they didn't have the 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 the. the taping systems like they do now and the lady had her little cassette tape there on one of like the first or second row and and the tape caught everything and they're pleading the name of Jesus and you know while this guy's got the gun there's power in the name of Jesus and there's a lot of bad things going to happen to good people if they don't know who they are in Jesus Christ and stand against the devil did you hear what I just said now, I'll get people get mad at me for saying that right there because, uh, you know, they just get mad at me. I say, well, you know, so you're saying that the one church, the, the, the pastor got shot and killed and the other one didn't because one knew who they were in Jesus and stood in that authority and the, and the other one didn't. That's exactly what I just said. Did I stutter? That's exactly what. See, we want to lay this stuff off on everybody else. Jesus bled and died on that cross. I'm going to get into this next week. He died on that cross. He was buried on the third day. He was raised from the dead. See, I'm going to tell you next week that God gave authority to this planet to Adam. And Adam turned it over to the devil. Is that right? And the devil got his nasty hands in on this. And we want to blame everything on God. And, 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 and blame God and get mad at God when we ought to be getting mad at the devil he's behind the nasty stuff can you say amen but jesus came died on the cross was buried rose on from the dead on the third day he came out of the tomb and said all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me is that right and then he said you take my name and go cast out the devil is that right so if we're not going to learn about how to take his name and cast out the devil can we get mad at god or anybody else when the devil comes and runs roughshod over us 
No. Did, did you get what I just said? And yet there's a, there's a lot of Christians are being devoured by the devil because they don't take the time they need to take to learn how to operate in the Word of God and run the devil off. Is that right? See, that's why this church... And, and, and I'm going to go on just a few more minutes and I'll stop. But this church is not set up as a social situation. This church is a spiritual boot camp for you to come and to learn how to deal with the devil. So that when the devil comes knocking on your door in the midnight hour, that you're, you'll be able to stand against him victoriously. Can you say amen? Donuts and coffee is not the most important thing we have here at this church. We have donuts, we have coffee, but that's after the service. We put the word of God first. Did you hear what I just said? If you want, if you want, if you want a coffee clutch church, there's a lot of them in the area. But this church is called to teach you how to operate in the principles of the word of God. That's what we are. That's maybe one reason why we're not packed out. But I'm not going to be a coffee clutch church. We're a church that flows with the Holy Ghost and the power of God. If you want to learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost and the power of God, then come here and we'll teach you. Bless God. And after we run the devil off, then I'll go out there and I'll have a donut with you. Can you say amen? I can't eat donuts anymore, so you can have the donut and and I'll watch you eat the thing. I'll smell it. I do when we go shopping at Deerberg's. I I do. I go back. I look at the donuts and smell the donuts. I don't eat them, but they smell good. Don't I do that? I say, you do the shopping, I'm going to meet you back at the donut department. I'm back there looking at them, smelling them. You know I shouldn't do that because you get too close to the bank, you're going to slide in. It, it is nice to smell. You okay? You all right? Or are you going home? You okay? So let's don't let the devil run roughshod over us. Can you say amen? So we'll, we'll talk about this. And in fact, I just feel impressed of the Spirit of God. After we do this, why, 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 we'll do this for a couple Sundays. I'm going to take a couple Sundays, at least one, maybe two, and show you how to stand in your authority that you have in the name of Jesus. So you'll want to get in on these sessions, okay? Um, let's close with this. Why was John the Baptist beheaded in prison and Peter was miraculously released from prison? Do you ever wonder about that? Could it be perhaps John's ministry was finished and Peter's was not? Why was Stephen martyred? Why Saul held his clothes and Stephen was martyred, but then Saul became Paul? Do you ever think about that? Why? Well, could it be that Stephen's death led in part to Saul getting saved? Could it be that that as Paul went out and ministered to all those people that Stephen got some credit from God for all that? Could that be? I'm just I mean, why, 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 why? Do you ever think about the Apostle Paul? Why? Why? Why, why, why? Why did he get beat up and left on the road for dead? But he didn't stay. He didn't stay dead. The disciples stayed around, got around and prayed, rose him up. He shook the, shook the dust off, went back in right on with the word of, word of God. Is that right? Well, why did why, why did God let that happen to such a a wonderful man of God? Why did why, why did he get beat up? 
Why did, he, why, why did he get thrown in jail for casting a demon out of a fortune teller? Why, 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 why? Well, all I know is he went in jail and he's singing hymns in the midnight hour. And there was an earthquake and the jailer got saved. Can you say amen? And a church got started. Isn't that wonderful? How, why, 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 why would God allow Paul to pick up those sticks? And there was a serpent in those sticks. Remember that? And he threw the sticks out on, on the fire. And the serpent came out and bit him on the hand. Why, why, why? I don't know. But I do know that he shook that, he shook that thing off in the fire and went right on with the plan of God. Can you say amen? amen? Why did such persecution come on John? Why did they boil him in oil? I don't know. But they couldn't kill him. And when they lifted him out of the vat, he was, his flesh wasn't eaten away. Is that right? And it scared the emperor so bad, they exiled him to Patmos. Why did they exile him to Patmos? He was a man of God. Why? Well, he got the book of Revelation on the Isle of Patmos. Can you say amen? So the, the point is, rather than asking all these why, 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 whys, let's look to what God can do in the midst of a tough situation. And you say, man, did you get anything out of this today? Now, next week, what I want you to do. Oh, OK, let's stop with this. Hosea 4, 6. Let's let's turn there and then we'll stop. And then we'll pick up next week. Those of you who are really, really interested, read Genesis chapters one, two and three for next week, because I'm going to be talking about about what happened initially in the Garden of Eden and, and how this planet got so goofed up. And read Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and that will help you for next week. Hopefully you'll come back. We'll preach to who's ever here. Amen. Hosea 4, 6. Why are God's people destroyed? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? Why does the other thing happen? I want to tell you this. If something bad happens to you, I just feel impressed to say this. You know, if something if something bad happens to you, you know, and you've been doing everything you know to do to stand, and something bad hits you, did anything bad ever hit the Apostle Paul? We just talked about it. Yes or no? Was he a man of God? Was he living right? Yeah. Was did he write nearly two thirds of the New Testament? Yeah, sure he did. Did some bad things happen to him? Yeah, Can, do we understand why? No, but what did he do? He moved on, didn't he? So, so if something bad happens to you, don't get bogged down in the whys. Why, 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 why? The devil wants you bogged down in the why, 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 whys. And I'm telling you, if he can bog you down in the why, 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 why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why? The devil just hit me there and I barely, barely recovered from that and it hit me again. Why, why? If he can bog, did you know that the devil is trying to take people uh, he, he's trying to kill people uh, young, that's certain. But he's also trying to get you to stop serving God. Did you hear what I just said? I said he's trying to get you to stop serving God. There's somebody in here needs to hear this, maybe more than one, and somebody on the on the on the on the on the, the audio going out on the internet. If the devil can bog you down in the wise long enough, he can discourage you and get you to the point where you ask why long enough, he can get you to stop serving God. That's what he's after, either that or kill you. 
don't get bogged down in the whys. But rather, look to God and let God make, what is it, lemonade out of lemons. Is that right? What is the old saying? Turn the stumbling block, let God turn it into a what? A stepping stone. Can you say amen? Now, somebody needed to hear that. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed. Talking about God's people. You want to know why, why, why? This is a big answer right here. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. And that's true in spiritual things. It's also true in natural things. You ever see any of those shows from back in the in the 40s, I guess 50s, maybe 60s? On to, you ever see any of those shows, those reruns? Like Lucy, how many remember Lucy? I love how many loves Lucy. I, I love love Lucy. But you look, Ricky, Lucy, huh? And back there, then, and I'm not, and I'm not picking on smokers now. I'd rather have people in the church that are smokers and gossips. I'd rather have somebody smoking like a chimney than be a gossip. I remember that one pastor, he, he uh, the one deacon, he, well, they kicked him out of being deacon. They wouldn't let him be a deacon because he smoked. And, 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 and the pastor went along with it for a while, but, but at, at a certain point, all those people, they kicked the, the smoker deacon out whenever the pastor needed help, those, those other busybodies and gossips weren't around but that little guy that smoked was always there to help the pastor so the guy said well the pastor said well fooey on these other people i'm going to let this guy that smokes he's the one shows up all the time to help i'm going to put him back in as deacon and 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 can you say amen now i'm i'm against smoking now smoking i mean it won't send you to hell but what it'll make you smell like you've been there point i'm trying to get at back in the 50s they didn't know what they know now about smoking and and, and so it was that's the thing to do wasn't it? i saw a lady just the other day smoking she's driving down i driving down the road look over they're either on their phone and most people on their phone now and on phone text, but this lady had a cigarette, cigarette dangling out of her mouth i thought poor cigarette fire on one end and fool on the other I'm not here to put you down. I'm just saying it'll tear your lungs up. Yeah, how many has ever seen Doctor Oz? And, and, and I don't, I don't hardly ever watch him. But the one day he was doing smoking, and he had a picture of what a lung looks like that hasn't somebody hasn't smoked, and another lung that somebody has smoked for like ten years. And I mean, it was just the horriblest thing. See, but they didn't know back then what they know now about smoking. Lack of knowledge will kill you. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, you start messing with electricity, you don't know what you're doing, lack of knowledge of what? It'll kill you, is that right? Something that's meant for such a blessing like electricity, you don't, it'll kill you. Did you hear me? And that's true in natural things, spiritual things. So, come back next, stand with me if you would. Come back next week and we'll get into the, into the, uh, into why this planet is so goofed up. Heads bowed, eyes closed if you would. Praise God.
you're here today, you've never received Jesus as your Savior, you need to do that. There really is a heaven above to obtain and a hell beneath to shun. So when we dismiss, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, do it before you leave today. It'd be the smartest thing you ever did. I tell you, going to hell is the dumbest thing anybody ever did. You don't have to go to hell. Just that quick you can receive Jesus, miss hell and make heaven. And he'll make your life better in the meantime before... It's time to go to heaven. So be sure you receive him before you leave here today. Say, how do I do that? When we dismiss, all you got to do is walk up to the front here and these nice people pray with you. And you can receive him in a moment of time.